Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. The Windy City Cubs podcast creeping towards opening day. Good to have you along. We have a great conversation coming up for you. I think you'll really enjoy. We're going to hit on some classic movies. We're going to delve into Ian Happ at the top of the lineup. We're going to celebrate Kyle Hendricks being the Cubs opening day starter. Really their only bona fide starter that we know of going into the season. Maybe Jake Arietta will be good. Let's hope that that's the case. Maybe Adbert Alzelay will, will, will break through. I suppose that's possible. Uh, but Kyle Hendricks has been Mr. Consistent. He obviously deserved to get that nod, and it became official earlier today. Hendricks is like the kid in high school who always got straight A's, who was somehow a great athlete too, and was really nice, and somehow, someway, got the pretty girl too. That's Kyle Hendricks. Maybe not the pretty girl. Maybe he got the nerd who was headed to Yale, but was still cute and perhaps even a little fun. Like Hendricks... There's no corner where Hendricks does not win. And he's a nice guy, too. It's impossible to root against him. And why would you want to do that as your Cubs opening day starter and everything else that he has accomplished, which we will detail on the podcast today? The Windy City Cubs podcast brought to you by You Know It, You Love It. And if you really want to help us, we could really use the help. Manscaped, that's right, you know it. You love it the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. If you'd like to support the Windy City Podcast and yours truly, Carm, there's nothing you can do better than going to manscaped.com, put in that promo code FANSIDED20, you get 20% off in free shipping, and hey, it's a win for you too, win for me, win for you. That's how we do this. The Perfect Package 3.0 Kit. It's uh, the best that you can ever do for below-the-waist grooming. It's got the LED lights. You get the precise shave. It's waterproof. You can use it in the shower, which is a complete win. You don't have to do it that way. And, yes, they don't use the same trimmer that you use on your face. This is for the down low. This is something extra special for you. They also have 
the crop preserver, as they like to call it, little anti-chafing situation down there, deodorant, moisturizer. It is a full situation that they hook you up with. You will love it. You get the boxers, too. Two free gifts, high-performance Manscaped boxer briefs, keeps you fresh all day long, the travel shed bag, grooming goodies. Come on now. Support the Windy City Podcast. Go to manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping. Use that code fan sided 20 let's get it going here brian beto jordan burnfield a little tribute to field of dreams and of course harry carey on the back end always listen to the end of the podcast outstanding stuff back there trying to make you laugh and hey we really really appreciate you checking it out we start right now showtime here's a swing and a pop-up it's gonna be a shutout for kyle Hendricks. daniel descalso is there he's got it Kyle Hendricks goes all the way and shuts out the Cardinals by a score of four to nothing. A four hitter. All of the hits were singles. He walked no one. And he is being congratulated, or at least he will be here in a moment, by all of his Cub teammates. That is in the masterpiece category. It's official. Kyle Hendricks, your opening day starter, Jordan Burnfield, Brian Beto, would you like to jump up and down? Hendricks is the opening day starter. Big news today. David Ross announcing it. He had a lot of options or had none, and Kyle <laughs> Hendricks, or had one, yeah. and it's Kyle Hendricks, who now is like everyone's saying, oh, Kyle's really stepping into leadership. He's, you know, he's learned from Jake. He's learned from John. Because he's the only good one. He's he's not a leader. He's Kyle Hendricks. He's the nerd in the corner who's incredible at his job. He's never going to. Greg Maddox not a leader? Greg Maddox is, has had like a cunning. Don't you disparage Greg Maddox I, I, in my presence. I, I, will not, I will not. I'm not saying they're the same guy, but he's kind of nerdy, right? Or I know we gets come out later that he's actually hilarious, but he was considered kind of the nerd. Yeah. yeah. He wore glasses. Back, you know, we but he was about, also you know, like lighting people's farts on fire in the clubhouse. And, like, yeah. And he was dying. Hendrix does that. No, <laughs> you don't know. And <laughs> Hendrix. Maybe he's pulling a Jeff Baker in 2009 <laughs> or 2010. <laughs> That's that. such a great reference. <laughs> he he is. There's no way that Kyle Hendrick is ever diving on the tarp in a rain delay, a la Maddox '89, which was. Fair, I'm still, fair, I'm fair still reeling like, from that Jeff Baker reference. The dude literally started Game Six of the first pennant clincher in 71 years, then started Game Seven of the first championship I, 108 oh, oh, years. Oh, oh, also, like, aren't these oh, leadership stories a big load of you-know-what? I mean, this is what you totally write about are. in spring, spring training. training. It's yes. Like, it's like so summer the, camp, like, OT, or what do they call them, and, and yeah. uh, like at Hallis Hall with the Bears, and people are, like, breaking down every pass yeah. any Bears quarterback's ever thrown. Yeah, it's fine. situation, the, but... The, don't don't, don't, don't sell him as this... Uh, he's a leader. He's learned. No, 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 no. No, I agree. He's the, a, the narrative is ridiculous. But is, I'm just... My point being is that he's not that he's not a leader because he's not diving on tarps right. in 1988. Yeah. So. He's, a, he's, a, he's a great pitcher on a not very good staff. And he's... He, he's a great pitcher. He's he, a great pitcher. That's it. Yes. He, no, no, I agree. I'm not trying to disparage. I'm saying he is a great pitcher, and the only reason why they're saying he's a leader is because he's the clearly the best pitcher on the staff. Because Trevor Williams is not leading this club, and neither no. is Alec Mills, and neither is Adbert Elzelay. Or Dan Winkler. I mean, this is what you're dealing with, okay? Dan Hasht- Winkler's another bullpen guy that's good, by the way. Oh, God. We'll get that. Hashtag Winkler. But can- I'd rather have Henry Winkler. B- bottom line, congrats to Kyle. <laughs> I love him. Yeah, can we get hey! Some, can we get some happy days going on in your Sunday, Monday, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday? Yeah. Sunday, Monday, happy days. 
But, he's a great, great football coach, too. He, he fakes the fake. He pretends <laughs> to fake. He thinks about faking. <laughs> he was. Do Sean's you, probably never seen that movie. He has no idea what I'm talking about. Which movie are we talking about? Waterboy. you never seen The Waterboy? Never seen Waterboy. Never That's seen Dodgeball. We'll get to that All right on the podcast. I just, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a mess of a human being. I, but, oh, no, we suck again. All right, Waterboy <laughs> tonight. Got it. Let, let me just say this about that. You get Henry Winkler Marathon, throw on Scream 1. He's the principal in the original Scream, if you don't remember that. Oh, my throw God, you're some, right. Some happy days. Listen, so, the, 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 some water boy. The guy saved Richie Cunningham's life. That's all that matters. He he made he made a man out of out of out of uh, the the hardware store. He, he did. He he was he was phenomenal. Let, let my me, name is Richie Cunningham. This is my wife Oprah. My wife Oprah. Have I, you seen Austin Powers, Carm? You I, actually I, know that reference. I have seen Austin Powers. Thank you very much. I don't remember the reference though. I probably haven't watched Austin oh. Powers in. 38 years uh but so you, you, like you probably been binging on like so i married an axe murder or some other random michael myers movie but i've seen i go you know, i go powers once i go deep into uh an ordinary people 1980 give me robert redford give me uh directing <laughs> give me a donald sutherland and a mary tyler moore i'll watch it again tonight give me give me let me let's let's tee up the natural one more time oh god let, let's go first uh. first ever movie in the theater for young carm flash dance at the old highland park movie theater one dollar and fifty cents papa fred walking up to the guy with the boa who uh, would take the take your money What's in this movie that a nine-year-old should not watch? Well, sure, there's profanity, nudity, and um, and, and some uh, really uh, just kind of raunchy scenes. We'll take three tickets. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Love Papa Fred. He's introducing you to real life. Yes, you know. I, I remember being in there and the boobies came out, and I was I was very I was a really happy kid. That was that was good parenting. Thank you so much. Uh, let me let me just say this about Kyle Hendricks. Um, Go for it. Before I get fired. He, he, I just have been pressed that he is like in the history of Cub pitchers who have over delivered. He's probably number one. You came here in a trade for washed up bad Ryan Dempster. No disrespect to Ryan Dempster does a great job on off the mound, and I love Ryan Dempster's personality. But that was an unbelievable trade. Unbelievable, yes. And, and then you get on the mound and you see him, and it's like this is never going to work. He's throwing 88, 89. How the hell is he ever going to get anybody out? And when, like for the first hundred times you watched the guy pitch, you thought that the next time out, at least I did, that he was going to get worked. And then out of nowhere, then you're finally realizing, oh my god. This guy, I don't even know how he does it, but he's unbelievable. He's great. And he, he's great. Yeah. Like, truly great. Great yeah. pitcher. And, on Love Affair. Yes. Love the guy. And, Me too. And, and he's, like, the most perfect guy ever. He not, nothing, no, nothing phases him. Sure, no problem. I'll go out in game seven and pitch unbelievable until a moron manager, I love you, Joe Madden, but that was ridiculous, is going to pull him in the fifth inning. That was absurd. Bad move. Let's relitigate game seven. <laughs> no one's ever done that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> It's the first time it's ever been brought up. Yep. What did you guys think about a roll this at the end of game six? Should yeah. they have put him in then, too? Can we talk about that while we're at it? Perhaps that wasn't a great decision. What so, about putting Lester in at that moment? Yeah, not a non-clean inning, right? Yep, you know? non-clean inning. That, Idiot. I, yeah, the, these things have never really been fully fully vetted out. Yeah. So. By the way, they had a leadoff hitter back then, and he led off the game game seven with a home run, and he we did. still need a leadoff hitter. We'll get to Ian Happen you know, a little David bit David Ross here. had a home run in his final at bat in the major leagues in that uh, game. No one's ever mentioned did? that before. Yeah, <laughs> I was down the line in the, in the right field. In the right field corner next to White Sox fan Kevin Powell, who's sitting there at 5-1 when it's 5-1 Cubs, and he's saying, they've got it, they've got it. I'm like, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> this, this, something bad is coming.
<laughs> and then I was packing up my computer and like trying to like brace myself for the worst loss in Cub history. And then Jason Kipnis launched one ball down the right field line that I thought was headed to the seats. To I, I'll, I'll never. Yep. That was our Angels in the outfield moment. Another yep. baseball movie. I I I still watch that and like just the view. And I have no idea. I, that's the worst I've ever misjudged a ball off the bat ever. Literally ever. Like I mean, I thought that was gone. It was a one-one pitch. Yeah. Just absolutely hooks one, and it wasn't even close. It was like a hundred feet from being gone but, and foul. Right, because we were we we were all in the same spot that this is coming, and we're never. Yep. I don't honestly. I really think the baseball gods got together and was like, "Do you think that they can handle this one?" And like, we can't do it to them. We just can't. Like, yeah, like, yeah. We would in the outfield. There you go. Yeah. I, I mean, imagine if we were sitting where we are today, and they had lost then. Well, I mean, it, the whole thing would be different. I mean, the fact that they won the World Series changes the entire era. And think about if they had never won. The whole narrative is different. That's why the fact that they did it and the fact that they won is so incredible. And, like, look <laughs> at the Indians, right? The Indians have had a good run. They haven't done anything. They haven't won bleep. Right. How many days until opening day? Have you have you counted it down there? Brian Beat, I'll put you on the spot. Am I counting down opening days? I mean, do you know how many days? We're recording on, what's say, March the 23rd. Yeah, there's nine days till the, the Cubs open up. Is that right? Nine days yes. till the Cubs? Nine yeah, days. Yeah, because it's the next Thursday. Very good, nine days. So, which happens to be on April 1st. And they're playing the Pittsburgh Pirates, right? 120. 120. Pitch, 120 Pirates. Field. Is there anything they're going on? They're doing the whole Friday off day just in case Thursday gets rained out. That way they have, you could still say you're at opening day if you want Friday. There's always that weird day right. in between. Right. Which is so guaranteed. I've been actually right? watching, like, throughout the day, I've been putting on baseball movies because I'm trying to get into the, the baseball mode. And, and so I said the rookie was on earlier. I've never fully set sat down and seen eight men out all the way through great movie i've seen it probably compilations but never all the way through so i'm gonna do that and then obviously the the a-list movies they'll be played by the time first pitch next thursday what are the given the mindset what are the a-listers i do we talked a little about this podcast before i'm with you i think bull durham is the best baseball movie ever uh maybe the best sports movie ever it's up there i'm a hoosiers guy through and through makes me an, an 80s kid but i love it so good um but I, I do. I'm I'm a nerd with Field of Dreams. Hey, Dad, want to have a catch? Oh. My dad. I have a son now too. So there's that. Major League is up there, and I know you don't love love Sandlot, but that's that's up there for me too. And Moneyball in the 2000s, I think, is my favorite in the last, I guess, 20 I love, years. This millennium. Moneyball was a fair? good movie. I love Moneyball. That was a really good movie. You ready for Great. your? You ready when you guys are about to get angry at me today? Is uh, but this is like my generation, so you can't even. You, even be an old thing. By the way, I have two pieces of breaking news uh, that we have to get to at the start of this podcast, which already started, but we'll get to there in a second. F- <laughs> F- Field of Dreams is a terrible movie. Oh, it's so bad. That is a preposterously just, bad. So angry at you. It, it's so bad. I, I mean, it, what's bad about it? What's, do I need to start drinking before this podcast? The, feel, I do. I, I really do. I was going to take today off because it's been a binge for four days after the March Madness, but I might have to make it five. If you so. build it, he will come. What? And then and we're going to walk into a cornfield and we're going to live forever and play baseball and dad's going to come it's back. creative. And- I've got three words for you. Archibald, Moonlight, Graham. Great. Graham. <laughs> I, I, 
That part of it I, I like. So like, there's, How can you not love Moonlight Graham? I'll tell you why you can't love Moonlight I love the concept of Moonlight Graham, but how can you not love Moonlight Graham? He gave up his baseball career to save someone's life. Baseball's more important than life. <laughs> Stick to the baseball. The kid was uh, choking. You could have been a star, oh Moonlight Graham. God. He turns the van around, and there's James Earl Jones just standing right there. Spotlights on him. Moonlight Graham. And it's like the best the best thing ever. That that part is so dramatic gets me every time. I need I, need, I, I can't go. I was gonna say I gotta I there's one other part of, I was laughing the other day. I was watching the, the Clippers game and I, I, I think I tweeted or I was t- texting a buddy as I go, I just wanna be watching a Clippers game for one second and somebody point to the Clippers backup point guard and say, Who is that? And I can then I can deliver the line. As a matter of fact, it's Terrence Mann. And then they can say, Oh yeah, and I'm the Easter buddy. Because there's the Clippers have a point guard named Terrence Mann and I want to deliver that line. That's, That's so my awesome. goal, pie in the sky goal in my life. So I won't be able to continue to do this podcast if somebody doesn't tweet at us saying that that either A, they love Field of Dreams, or B, hate Field of Dreams. Which is a bigger fraud movie, The Sandlot or Field of Dreams? Oh, my God. Yeah, I need tweets. You're a fraud. (laughs) 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 At Brian Beto, at Jordan Burfield. I co-signed Beto's take. At the car. uh, Ray Liotta? Are you kidding me? We're trying to build a community here. We, by the way, is a what a community of horrible takes on movies. Uh, here's, yeah, here's a great take. Ben, We've already built it. We've got the Stonehenge of, of horrible takes on this podcast. This is the Windy City Cubs podcast. You guys have not mentioned <laughs> movies that took place at Wrigley Field. Let's let's rookie of the year. Uh, okay, rookie of the year, and then good the, movie. I wanted to be Henry Rowan Gardner as a kid. And what overrated was the, movie, but I love it. So overrated, but yet like, but nobody considers it very good. Own. Uh, right, A League of Their Own. Very good movie. Not overrated. Great movie. Great movie. Yes. Please let me one time. Like, can you imagine if you were in your prime when that movie was being shot and somehow, some way, you ran into Madonna at Murphy's and everything went your way? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> that would about. be pretty solid. Wouldn't that so be you ama- want to live Dennis yes. Rodman's life is yes. what you're saying. Yes. Well, I, I don't know what year that was made, but that was prime Madonna, smoking cigarettes, sliding into second base, screaming at whoever. I think Madonna's my all-time greatest. I really appreciate her. Have you ever been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? She has a great letter there when she was at Michigan. She's leaving Michigan. She's like, I hate this place. All these people suck. I want to go to New York and become something. And she did. Madonna. Yeah. I've been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It was a long time ago. It was Cool I, place, though. Cool place. Yeah. I, you know when I was there? Bring it all back around here. 2016. In between game six and seven. Look at I'm you. I'm going to start to cry. <laughs> we were so good. <laughs> I knew we were gonna win it, and now I know. We're, how many wins? Let's uh, before I get to the other breaking news of the day. Let can we have we done win totals yet? Jordan, what do you got? Put it on the line here. Nine days before opening day. I think there's a, it could be a wide swath here. If they don't trade anyone, I'd say like 83 wins. If they do, it could be 63 wins. 83 to 63, 20 win spread. Beto. It's a wide spread, right? But you, you know what I'm saying. You're right. right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. But so, but but predict what's going to happen. Will they be competitive? I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'll split the difference here. I'll say they'll win 75 games. Okay, Vito. I was literally going to go 83 in the dot. We're 83 nation all over again on the dot. But I agree with Jordan. Is that that might be a bad case scenario because that means we middled. Maybe the division is very watered down as we all know. But on paper, somebody can go out and win 100 games, which I'd be surprised at. But I think they, they can't compete, but there is a scenario where they're an 83-win pacing team, and then they blow it up, and then they went like 
70. So, should, but I'm going with 83. Should, I had to pick. should we make some declarations right now on how we're going to handle the season no matter what? Like if they start out the year 0-7, should we say that we're going to remain positive? Or let's say if they start out 7-0, and are we going to remain just you are we know, going to eventually start this podcast officially? I, this, I mean, to me right now, like as I mean, does anybody interested in spring training talk? I'm having a hard time. Muscle. How many have oh, you been? Have you been watching oh, games? Seven. Should we do the the cap? And I was going to say, if they go fourteen, sit outside in a trailer. Yeah, I, I mean, until I, they win, like I'm, in '97. I, I just think we need a roadmap for how this season's going to go, and that's completely ridiculous. But I like a plan in my life. I need plans. I want. I want. I want this podcast to have a plan, even though today we have no plan. But we're gonna. I mean, next next week when we're recording, it's going to be three days to opening day. I want to have this lockdown. What it's going to be all season long. <laughs> to Windy City Cubs podcast. Okay, to here's the your plan. Yes. If they start 0-7, we begin the garage sale discussion about who they're going to trade. And if they start 7-0, and we plan the World Series. But that's well, not- they're going to start 3-0. and They're playing the Pirates. Us three could go and play left, center, and right, and we'd still probably go 3-0. Yeah, but it's April against the Pirates, Beto. That's ripe for a 1-2 and two start. It's such a 1-2. and two. <laughs> Well, it's ripe, for, it's ripe for a 1-1 one and one because when they play the Pirates, it, the game always gets postponed. That's true. There's never a series. I, I, I have to actually check this, but I'm pretty sure they've never actually gone through a three-game series <laughs> against the Pirates without getting it canceled. That's true. It's going to be 1-1 one and one and then an awful <laughs> doubleheader in, like, late, May where it's 40 degrees yeah. out. It, it feels to me like they'll be 2-0 and and you'll have a great chance to sweep and then Kimbrel's going to blow it in the ninth and then you're going to feel like the world is coming to an end. That's that's <laughs> Yes. Kimbrel's touching 98. My concerns are over from the last podcast. He's back. He, he, official. Had, he did have a major turn. So here's the breaking news from today. Two things happened. Number one, I got an email today. Um, Taylor Land. Jordan, do you know who that is? No. I probably shouldn't be saying his name on the podcast because he's a professional, but Taylor Land is one of the great point guards in St. Edwards University history. Also played professional basketball in Australia. Beto, I hear you laughing as you should be, Uh, but Taylor Land is a great man. Does everything right in his life. He's now an assistant coach in Incarnate Word on his way to being uh, Mike Krzyzewski down the line. But here comes the email. Fellas, this is it. This is for all the marbles. In the words of Trick Daddy, let's go. So-and-so finally cut off the rat tail and convinced so-and-so to marry him. Uh, And then he goes into all this thing. And, yes, we have a party, and here it is. It's coming at you. That's right. May 28th to the 31st, they're coming to Wrigleyville, and they're they're, they're trying to see who wants tickets for the rooftop on, on May the 29th. I mean, people are planning to come to Wrigley. Like, it's it's getting back to normal. I thought this was a big moment in the day here. Cubs, May 29th, r- uh, rooftop. I'm going to be on the rooftop on May 29th. You guys are invited. Anybody coming? <laughs> Probably not. We <laughs> uh, no, appreciate it. Vito, you're in for the good time. Family needs a day off from you. Buck 40. Yeah, they, for- definitely, they definitely do that. But, I mean, I've you know, if I get my one day off, you think it's going to hang out with you? Do you think that's what I'm going to do? <laughs> It'd be good for the podcast. Think about your thing. <laughs> it would about- be great for the podcast. <laughs> I'll give you that. It'd be great for the podcast. I'll, I'll you bring- do one live from the rooftop. I'll bring a recorder. We'll, uh, Jordan will show up. We'll get him in. And it'll be Maybe. a beautiful day. <laughs> yeah. Jordan will bring the baby. And, 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 Who do uh, they play? It's, uh, who do they play? They, see, that, that's that. Now that is unnecessary. Um, they're playing the Rockies. Not oh, great, Bob. So yeah. It's a W right then and there. That's true. 
Will Trevor Story still be on the Rockies when you go to that series? I just made that up. I, They're playing the Rockies. By I hope the way. he I don't is because I, I have him my first pick in my fantasy or second pick in my fantasy draft the no. other night. So right. I hope he gets that course field for 81 games. Yeah, yeah that's it's, true. It's interesting that they don't list who they're playing. Or should I just, should I reply to all who are the Cubs playing that day? <laughs> <laughs> that will make my determination. I mean, are we are we talking Rockies? Are we talking Cardinals? Like White Sox? And yeah, I'll, I'll maybe celebrate your big day, but not if we're playing the Pirates. Right. I mean, uh, what kind of friend is he? I mean, if you invite people to the Pirates series, you you don't really care if they come. Right. Exactly. It's kind of like you know, speaking of baseball movies, that if you've seen Fever Pitch, which I know is kind of another polarizing movie, where he gets a season ticket and he's giving out games and he's trying to get people to dance crazy to get invited to the Yankees series. And he's like, that's not like Yankees dancing. That's like Devil Ray dancing. Yeah, hold out for the Royals if you keep <laughs> dancing like that. That kind of reminds me of this type of yes. scenario here. Yes. I want to rewind it back to all my problems that I have with Field of Dreams. But, uh, I mean, did, did he get properly supported by the wife? Or did she just leave him out to dry there? She initially supported him, and then she freaks out because, you know, everything's going awry. What kind of support is that? That's not what we're trying to model in this world. He, oh he, took, he just completely <laughs> blew up his farm, which was their family income and living. I don't necessarily disagree with her being a little bit of concern about chasing a ghost. He's driving of, around of in like an 80s van tractor combination. Are, are, yeah. you, are you marrying the man or are you marrying somebody who can provide? Like marry the man. They the have <laughs> kids, though. So? Or a kid. Got a yeah. daughter, Annie. A- Annie was fine. She was down with the baseball. She, she, if a- Annie yeah, was- she, she doesn't pay the bills. She's down with, you know, 80-year-old Joel Jackson, who was last seen 80 years prior to that in 1919. So. Is he in the Hall of Fame yet? Can somebody put Shoeless Joe in there along with Pete Rose? Let's go. Uh, this this thing has gone sideways quickly. Uh, by the way, yeah. so the other part of the breaking news today is, you know, I've, I've been having a little bit of trouble waking up in the middle of the night, and I – you know, I want to read up on all my Cubs news, and then my, my I'm squinting a little bit, and 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 I'm and I and I know that it's just something is going awry here as I've in my 47th year of life, and I'm like, this is it, this is this is there's trouble. So after long delaying, today was the day that I went and saw the eye doctor, and the guy's like, yep, eh, you need some some glasses for some for, for some easy to take some pressure off so you can so you can read, buddy, without uh, you know doing damage. I've got glasses. I can't. I. I. It's like it's like it's it, it's the end of the youth when you have to put out. Like if you didn't have glasses, when did you get glasses, Jordan? I think I got them when I was eighteen or nineteen. So I was still pretty young, right? But so, so like for me, it wasn't that right, much but, of a but loss you, of youth. You were already like a professional guy at eighteen or nineteen. You were no, bit, I wasn't. I was an idiot who thought he was professional. Well, okay, <laughs> but but at least you thought it. Like I knew I wasn't. Yeah. You actually thought like you were like you were Bob Costas on campus at Syracuse, W A E R, walking in, getting there early and every now day. Now I'm here doing a podcast with you. I mean, it has gone perfect for you, but you're still <laughs> in the game and you're you're on ESPN and a million other platforms. Yeah. So you should be proud of yourself. Yeah. I mean, and Beto, like, when did, did you have glasses? I don't even remember. I got contacts a couple of years ago. So I, I was also in my, like, well-developed into adulthood before I needed any aid to help me see. Yeah, right. so I think, so Connor, similar situation. you're looking at this the wrong way. You went 47 years without having to get glasses, which yeah, for most people, that's you, anyone would sign for that. That's a W. I, I, it, it most definitely is a W, and and I'm not trying to. And, and listen, the world's smallest violin should be playing somewhere for me right now. I completely agree with that. But there is, you know, when you look in that mirror for the first time, and there it is. You've got gray hair all over your head. You've your 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 hip hurts. Your knees are aching, and now you've got glasses, and 
you consider yourself like about 15 years behind in life in most every other endeavor there is. It's, it's, it's not the best day. I'm just saying. I, don't, I have nothing to complain about. I'm the luckiest guy going. I've got a million things for me. I, I literally should hit myself in the face for complaining right now. But I was like this. I'm like, oh, come on, man. Like, can't, can't I just go back and do this again and go back to Edgewood Junior High and just, just take the path that I didn't take and, and try See, one more time? Here's the next question. Now that you are going to be a glasses-wearing Carm, mm-hmm. do you go Ho Grant specs for the tennis game? That's what somebody tweeted at me. Ooh. Seriously? Yes. Can you believe that? <laughs> did you see that tweet? Or no. That, okay, because I replied back. I'm like, settle down, Rob. I, 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 I don't need to think about Ho Grant. Uh, because my- I think the next step is the rec specs. I think you're, you're always out there telling everyone falsely that you're this great athlete that's playing basketball and tennis all the time. Now the question is, do you sacrifice being able to see for your own point of pride on the tennis court or the basketball court? Point of pride. Or do you decide, I'm going rec specs? I can't go rec specs. I just can't do it. I don't know. Maybe you just do the weird glasses thing. Like it, you know, like wear normal glasses during athletic event because that's kind of like a weird, you know who that worked for? Speaking of baseball movies, Rick Vaughn. It did. It, it did. worked for Ricky Vaughn. That's true. Yeah. Rick Vaughn had problems seeing, and Lou Brown recognizes him in his office. They're about to demote him to AAA. Lou Brown gets up, holds a piece of paper out, and says, read these letters to me. I believe the letters were LPQRT. That's how often <laughs> I've seen that movie. That's wrong. That's and he can't read them. That was a really see, deep cut right there from you, Beto. It was uh, a deep cut. And look what happened. He turns into rookie of the year type candidates, like ridiculous closer just from the glasses. So I, maybe you go Rick Vaughn look. Let me just read a couple tweets here as we talk about going Rick Vaughn look, which is the worst look I've ever seen, but did, yeah, did work for Rick Vaughn. Um, my guy Liam McEwen, with those fine spectacles, you might even be able to see TV when Dodgeball is on, which is a shot at me not seeing any movies other than like on Golden Pond as I haven't seen the movie Dodgeball. <laughs> Dodgeball is a solid movie. Should I see Dodgeball? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think yeah. I think you would think it's funny. Now you'll yes. be able to see that LeBron I, I, is better I don't know than MJ. If he, would, though. he doesn't like Field of Dreams or Sandmar. <laughs> I don't know what he would think of Dodgeball. Yeah, but there's like enough well-known comedians that are tried and true that like it would be hard to not think that movie is funny. Uh, uh, I would think. Yeah. All right. We'll give I it, guess it is karma. I need some plausible about. like moments in Dodgeball. Kevin Costner. Nope. Doesn't do it for me. But. <laughs> yeah. well, loved, loved Costner in No Way Out and uh, and in Bull Durham. Bull Durham. Bull Durham. Yeah. Yeah. How, Beto, what do you think of this one? Now you'll be able to see that LeBron is better than MJ from at. Oh, just block. Insta block. It's. <laughs> Danny Parkins, you were you were old long before you needed glasses. If that makes you feel better, Jordan, you know who Danny is. I'm aware. Yes, yeah. uh, and I also that is think a typical Danny backhanded funny. compliment. But it's not even a compliment. It's a straight yeah. over the top fucking haze. Yeah, that was a haze. Yeah, and I, I I I just I didn't know how to respond to that. I wrote him back saying over the top Parko is the best Parko. Um, <laughs> and then here it is from Rob Brenton. You're gonna rock rec specs when you play tennis? Question mark. Settle down, Rob. I, I really uh, – thank God for Michael Piff, by the way, who is the most friendly person in the history of Twitter. He's the nicest person. No one – I've never – Is there s- anyone nicer than Mike Piff? I honestly can't he, think of anyone He nicer. can't be this nice. He's really nice. No one is this nice. I just saw him in the hallway walking up here. I don't think you know Michael, Brian, but he he he, he throws out the tweet. It's a good day when you get to see at the Carm, even if it's a couple seconds in passing on the way out of the office. And I sincerely mean it. This goes back to NBC. Like, no one, no one in my family has ever said anything that nice. Like Maybe your family's just not that nice. I think they might be a little bit more learned than, than Mr. Piff. I mean, he just... <laughs> 
Pip. Maybe they just know you a little bit better than Mr. Pip does. Yeah, uh, Maybe that's, yeah, that's a thing. Michael Pip, you're the man. Appreciate yeah. you. Uh, all right. Jordan, storylines, spring training that you want to get to? Anything? You're staring at a picture of Jake Arrieta with the Cubs and Sox box score up here. Is there anything that you are concerned about? Is there anything that you're excited about? Is there anything that even you want to talk about on this Windy City Cubs podcast as we're just all dying for the season to start? Well, if there's there's one legitimate Cubs topic that I would bring up to both of you, it would be I hope that Ian Happ is the answer as the leadoff man. It's clear that the Cubs want this to happen. And no pun intended. And I think that if he could be a viable leadoff man, that would actually make the Cubs decent. I'm not kidding. Like, that's one of their biggest issues that I think has been plaguing them since Dexter Fowler left the team. They've never really had an answer for that. I don't know if Ian Happ can be that guy, but if he can be that guy, and it's clear they are going to allow him to start as the leadoff man, if he's good, that would really, really help the Cubs. Beto, do you want to have? Do you have any optimism that he actually could be good? Because I have no optimism. Yes. I think he's going to strike so out seven hundred times. What's, so that's what's, you know, if if you would have started with me and said, "Hey, what are you most excited about or interested about?" I would have literally led with the Ian Happ situation because I think that this is like such a massive year for him to establish. Not that he's not an established big league player, but to, to be a part of what, when you think of like the term, like the Cubs core moving forward, this is the year that Ian Hatt could be part of that, especially with expected change after this year. So if they lose Bryant and or Baez, they've already lost, you know, like Lester, if they trade Contreras and you look ahead and, you know, it sounds like, you know, they're optimistic about getting Rizzo back. Hayward's still going to be around for a while is, you know, half that guy that they have under control for a while. And I think he had a really, really good year last year, obviously in a shortened season. And if he can establish himself as that guy, he's going to obviously play every day. He doesn't, I know last year he based Ross started him every, every day, but there's no, this like weird platoon with him and Elmora that Elmora is thankfully gone. Nice guy. We love him, but he couldn't hit like, so could not if hit. he can do that. And then, like Jordan mentioned, be someone just given the dynamic of this lineup where they can put him at the top of the lineup and just maybe decrease his strikeout percentage a little bit. He's never going to be a punch and Judy Juan Pierre type hitter, but which we don't want necessarily, but maybe, you know, do that a little, be a little bit better in that scenario. I think he, to Jordan's point, that could be a huge lift for the Cubs offense that could bounce back from a tough year last year like if you're going to make arguments that the Cubs could be good which I don't think they're going to be very good but like if you were going to make the argument that they're going to be good one of the arguments you'd have to make within that is that Ian Happ is going to be good I would I completely agree that if they're good that means that Happ had a great year at the top of the order which unfortunately and I I'd love your hope for him Jordan but I think I'm not even convinced that he can be that guy. I just think uh, okay, that so, will be interesting to watch. But I just think it, I think what we've seen from Ian Happ is what we're going to get from Ian Happ. I don't think there's going to be some lightning bolt of a transformation that he's not going to be a huge strikeout guy. And I get that more people are striking out nowadays than in the past. But I, he's a six hitter. He's a seven hitter. That's what he is. And and that's fine. That If you had a roster that was constructed that could put him in there, there's nothing wrong with a switch hitting guy. And he's And by the way, he's not a center fielder. He's a left fielder. Right? I mean, am I missing anything here? I don't think I don't think I am. He's not. He can play center, but right. He's not a center he's fielder. Like though. not. He's not. He's not like probably top half. 
defensively. What do you mean? Say? I don't even think he's top no. two-thirds. Their outfield defense, I mean, if, if your starting outfield is Hayward and right, Happ and center, and Peterson and left, their outfield defense is not great. It, it's, it's it's okay. Well, Hayward's great. And, Hayward's and great, Peterson's but, a huge upgrade. He's pretty solid out there. Yeah, but he's he, good. You do lose the coverage in center. Yeah. But, right. Because when you had Elmore out there, I mean, he couldn't hit, obviously. But Elmore saved you a lot of hits. He did, and it was a yeah. huge. That was just a huge disappointment because when I, they, when I, they, I will say, sorry, to interrupt. I will say this, like about Ian Happ, about his. I mean, look at his numbers the last two years. They're really good, right? Like, he, I'm not saying he's bad. In limited time, he was he was you know sent down, but since he came back up, 2019, 58 games, 156 plate appearances, 898 OPS. That's good. Yeah, that's, he was good. That's better than a six or seven hitter. Last year, 57 games, arguably the Cubs' best offensive player. 12 home runs in 57 games, 866 OPS. From center field, that's really good. Yeah. I, I don't uh, – listen, may, maybe his upside is as, as a two guy. Like, I, I could see that if he I, – I just don't feel him I, – and maybe in today's baseball I should adjust the way I'm thinking about it. It's like, well, in the, today there's not a lot of traditional lead-up right. guys. You're not, you're not – there's no Vince Coleman's out there. Right. Anymore. Maybe he so. could be. But I, I just – I think you're doing him a disservice putting him in that spot. Not that – he can't perhaps take off and do it. Here's here's what I want. Why, why do you think though? That, honestly, why would you to, think it's a disservice for him? Because I sort of feel like he's not he's not a great power hitter. He gets on base at a pretty high clip. I don't think he's going to have to change that much to be a serviceable leadoff guy. If he gets on yeah. base and you know is able to hit enough to OPS something over 800, then he's I mean, fine there. He, I, I think he's a I think he's a 25 to 30 homer dude. Do you really? Yeah, who can who should Maybe. be allowed who should be allowed to to think about driving the baseball when he's up there, not getting on base. Uh, I'm not sure that he's necessarily changing his mindset. That have to be a conversation with Ian Happ, but I would think that if you're put in that spot, you definitely have to you have some level of adjustment. There's reasons why Kyle Schwarber struggled in that role. There's a reasons why a lot of people struggle yeah, in that role. You can't strike out the way that he did right. previously. And you yeah. try to do things just a little bit differently because you're the first guy up there and you're so you're quote unquote trying to set the table. And I get it that you only do it once a game, but there's there I believe in the mindset thing. I do. Like you I, I'm leading off. There's just more heat on that spot. Get coming in at six, you just you get up there, you do your thing. Yeah. Uh so I and that to me is like Ian Happ is more of a guy that I would just rather, quote-unquote, have him go up there and just do his thing. Let, let, let me seg off, way off him for just a second. The biggest thing he, that uh, – yep. No, real quick. Yep. Sorry. So, just to, to – like, last year, if I can get out my words, he did bat leadoff 37 games out of the 60, and he was really good. So, I think it's possible he can, you know, be that guy. Just looking at the data, he had an 819 OPS, not as great as his overall – that's still pretty good. He had nine home runs. His on base wasn't perfect. Um, three thirty three, slightly better than league average. But I I agree with you. You know, Mark, that while it's only once a game, there's there's kind of a mindset of getting ahead of folks. But he he was pretty good in fairness to him and in, in the leadoff spot. Uh, listen, I can't wait for the games to get going here and just put the microscope on it and see how he does. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, the other thing. Agreed. Go ahead. Did I miss jump? No, no. Okay. No, that was all I got. Okay. Everyone was an agreed. That was well, all I agreed. got. Okay, I got you. So, Chris Bryant. I am choosing to have some level of hope that he's going to play well and he's going to sit down with Chet Hoyer on some road trip or after some game at Wrigley and they're just going to have a come to Cubby Jesus moment 
I want you here. I want to be here. Let's let's hammer it out. And I I I I am still a buyer on what Chris Bryant is going to do in, in his career. Now he's hitting 214 this spring. It's spring training. I get it. Uh, so let's not freak out. OPS of 729 this spring. Maybe he's dead, but I'm hoping that he isn't. And <laughs> like it would just be a nightmare if he sucks this year and they punt him at the deadline for nothing after he hits 220 with with nine homers. That would just suck. And I I really I I, I really just hope that. If for nothing else, like let's just say whatever, it doesn't work out, but he plays great and the however many thousand at Wrigley, 13,000, 14,000, get a chance to cheer that the hell out of that guy before he leaves town. Like he deserves that. Rookie of the year, MVP, World Series champion. Like the guy should get some love at Wrigley before he leaves town at bare minimum. Three-time All-Star. Three-time. I mean, yeah. come on. I, no, what I would say is – I've loved Chris Bryant from day one. I guess who hasn't? I'm not saying I'm the only one here, but I am. I don't. My biggest issue with Bryant, Beto, tell me if you if you think I'm crazy on this. I thought that trading him in the off season was bet was probably going to be better for the Cubs because I think that the element of the unknown helps him. I think that there's so much nervousness about what he is or is not at this point. Given the injuries, I don't think it's all his fault. Obviously, he has been injured, which has caused the decreased performance. I think when he's healthy, he's always proven to be an elite-level player. But because of the injuries and because of the diminished performance as a result of the injuries, I think selling Bryant before you know what you're getting might be more valuable than waiting to find out. Right? Because it's a terrible philosophy. That that's, it's terrible. I, I hate that's to true. say that, but, I mean, listen – the only way they're going to max the value on Bryant if they trade him is if he has an all-star level first half of the season and the Cubs are not in it or the Cubs just decide we're trading him regardless. The only way that his value is better is if that happens. If he has any injury or does not get off to a good start, the value goes down from here. I mean, am I right about this? No, I I mean, there's an unknown, but I would I would counter and say that there, I don't know if there really was any value this offseason right. given where he was and how he struggled last year and then the injuries, whether or not that contributed, it's, it's, it's another thing. But then the lack of clarity into the financials, you know, because he's on a one-year arbitration deal, but it's good money. And, you, and maybe, you know, Jed was out there. We're not privy to those conversations. It actually didn't come up the last three, last time the three of us hung out with Jed Hoyer, whether or not he was really engaged <laughs> in, in, in trade talks with Chris. So maybe they, they were, you know, obviously listening, at least according to some reports, but they didn't see anything anywhere near value. So I'm not sure if it'll help. And, you know, they, I guess it could hurt a little bit if he doesn't play well in the first half or he gets hurt and they decide to trade him. But I, I don't know if there was really a ton – there at this point for to be had other than just a salary a salary dump maybe maybe i'm wrong but it's just a possibility but to jordan's earlier point about talking about Hap, it said hey if the cubs are going to be good you would think that ian Hap would have to be good i also think like and jed hoyer's alluded to this too that if the cubs are going to be good a lot of it has to do to a sort of progression to the mean for a couple of guys that were down offensively last year and their stars just didn't hit Baez being one of them 
Uh, Rizzo was okay, but not typically himself. And Chris Bryant wasn't good. So if the Cubs are going to be good, they're going to need him to to bounce back to to, to where he was, even if it's not full 2016-ish. He's had some underrated years in 2017, I want to say, too. So hopefully they can get something going. And if he's they're in it, great. Keep them, and maybe they do the you know Jim Hendry, Kerry Wood at Ron Santos funeral type of thing. Hopefully not in a funeral scenario where they just hash it out and decide let's get yeah. this done. Well, can I can I it. ask you guys a question? Do you think okay? So let's say let's let's play this out. Let's say Ian Happ has a really good year. Okay, Chris Bryant has a really good year, and all of these guys that you just mentioned, Beto, progress to the mean. And they finally put together a season that they have not had in the last three, four years where all of them are successful offensively at the same time. Is their pitching good enough for them to actually be good? Okay, I'm saying the offense is doing all the things that you would pray as a Cubs fan would happen. Is their pitching good enough? Well, Jordan, I mean, I think we all should be really excited that, uh, you know, he's having a great spring leading the Cubs in innings pitched is uh, the former Pirate. Trevor Williams. Trevor Williams, who last year was 2-8 and eight with a 6-1-8. Uh, Not a great year. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. No, they don't. Like, I don't. Yeah. They just don't. They're like, So, like, the only way that this goes well is if everyone, like, we're, what we're doing is we're bending our mind. Our This is like. Pretzel logic, right? We're now deciding that if everyone has a career year, the Cubs will be good. And if they don't, then they're going to suck. <laughs> I mean, Beto, I, you're Mr. Optimist here, but when I say to you Trevor Williams, Alec Mills, Jake Arrieta, Zach Davies, and Kyle Hendricks, do you not puke in your mouth just a little bit? <laughs> I mean, it's not great. Um, <laughs> I think it has the potential to be a little bit better than what people think. Um, they're going to pitch to contact. Which is what though? Like they're not they're not elite defensively. We've already established that they're probably well, going to be okay defensively. Thing. I think that's the area that they can get back to to an extent and be good at. So, like, listen. So you have we were talking about the outfield defense earlier. It's with Peterson and left. That's obviously an improvement. So the, the outfield, just all things aside, cosmetically is better. Infield-wise, Baez is an elite defensive shortstop. Nico Horner, if he gets this job at second base, we could talk about his bat, but he is also an excellent defender. Anthony Rizzo, we know, can be an excellent defender. Chris Bryant, maybe, obviously, kind of in the middle, um, you know, can can have some good games, not great games. Uh, And then Wilson Contreras, uh, obviously, has gotten a much better as a pitch framer. He's got an excellent arm. So I, I think that's an area that they could see improvement. And you're right. They're going to have to be really, really good in that department and be really good at the small things. And if they're going to rake, the offense is going to have to carry them to make up for any pitching deficiencies they might have. I don't think the pitching's terrible, but it's like it's on paper even. You're not going to say, oh, my gosh, this team stacks up anywhere near the Padres or the Dodgers. I, I also think their bullpen has a chance, like I said last time, to be a little bit better than what people think, but maybe, but there's honestly, when I look at, and I'm looking currently Beto at all of the pitchers expected to be in their bullpen. And by the way, for anyone still listening, if you have not seen Andrew Chafin's picture on cubs.com, his player profile picture is so outstanding that you need to look at it just for your own entertainment. Okay. Straight porn star. (laughs) It is extraordinary. And by the way, if this guy, 
This guy is how old it says. This guy was born in 1990, so he's 30. He looks like he's 53. Yeah, he definitely does. He looks like those, like, I feel like guys, pitchers in, you know, like the 80s used to look like that. I'm like, how's that guy 26? Yeah, this guy looks like he's in his 50s. But anyway, the only pitcher on their current depth chart that I am looking at that instills maybe 50% confidence for me is Rowan Wick. And everyone else. He's hurt. He's not even even there. I'm aware. (laughs) That's my point. He's hurt. And all the rest of these guys, it's like, I don't know. By the way, yeah, I, did... I mean, there's a lot of I don't know. I just think they have the volume of those guys that maybe they're not great in the first couple of weeks, but I think they're just they have enough there where it can work out in its favor. So I, I mean, we talked about Kimbrel. They're they're relying on a 2019 Brandon Workman. He doesn't need to be, you know, how good he was then. And I'm, we and talked I'm... about Chafin. He's solid. Um, I like I like Jason Adam. I think he's kind of underrated. Like uh, none of these guys ex- inspire. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, we got Jason Adam. But I, I just think they're underrated. If, if that's maybe we'll I don't see, know, right? I, I, and I'm I'm, I, I'm I tired just, of the spring training stories. I'm watching stories. Pedro Strope literally give up a ninth inning home run as <laughs> as <laughs> to the White Sox is a very moment. Just grooved a three one fastball. They just lost. And who is that? Mendek. Just to hit an absolute bomb. Live wow. on Marquee right. Danny Mendak just, just Sco- took him deep onto the berm and left. Score? But, Great. Uh, it's now 3-1 Sox in the ninth. So, I, I don't know. I, I don't think they're great, and like per se. I just think that they have a chance to if – if somebody said, hey, rank the, the Cubs like in terms of pit, like starting pitching, relief pitching, defense, and then – offense like what would you say is their biggest weakness i would actually i maybe i'm wrong i would say the starting pitching is worse off than their bullpen i don't know i, I think i've just in the last few years i think i'm amending my wins pick i think i'm going lower <laughs> you i think it's 68 the, but like look at look at like the well the brewers have a good starting rotation and their offense isn't good i'm trying to think of like other teams that are projected to be good it's not like they have these like outside the padres and the dodgers there's holes in all of these teams the yeah. Cardinals have the same thing, and they can't stay healthy with their pitchers. Let's just so underline I, that you better be right that the uh, bullpen is better than the starting pitching because if it isn't, I would amend your win total to about fifty-four because <laughs> this is not going to—it's—it's it's, it's not going to be a good staff. Like it could be. Hopefully, it'll be a staff that can keep them in games. That's really all they're yeah. going for. That's it. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's not fine, but that's what well, it is. Well, it's fine if your offense has a great year. But again, if these yeah. guys do not have a good year offensively, it means you're losing eleven to six. Yeah, that means that right. Shiambi better be damn no entertaining. Idea. This yeah. is how far behind I am. Billy Hamilton was on the White Sox. I did not know that. I did not know Man. that. Let me just throw. You just struck out. Let me throw in two other so things. I know it's Billy Hamilton. Uh, for, I forgot about the pitching depth in the rotation of Adbert Alzelay and Shelby Miller. Um, so maybe those guys will be. Shelby you, Miller, by the way, delightful follow on Instagram. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. I've just found his Instagram, and it is quite delightful. We'll leave you on that. Okay. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna stop. Hey, he's pitched well. I'm, I'm going to Shelby Miller reclamation. Remember the Shelby Miller for Javi Baez uh, rumors a few years back when he was with the, I want to say the Braves. I don't remember so. that, but I do remember that it is ironic by the way, that Shelby Miller's on the Cubs and Tony La Russa is managing the White Sox. Now he looks good. Yeah. I, I remember what his fur. He just got, I interviewed Shelby Miller. Um, I just remember thinking how young he was. He had just gotten drafted in the first round by the Cardinals. They were playing the chiefs 
when they were part of the Quad Cities River Bandits who were the Cardinals. And I, I'll, that's like a moment I remember just being like, oh, my gosh, this is like the youngest human being ever. That's just a first-round pick, and he's already accomplished way more than I was and as a 24-year-old at the time. And now it makes me feel older because I was thinking about him the other day, and I was like, oh, he's still young. But, no, this was 12 years ago, so he's, he's on the wrong side of 30. So yeah. Shelby Miller's just one of those guys that's always going to be 22. So it's making me feel the Carm's glasses story, similar type of situation. That's a full circle moment here for the podcast. Uh, We will be back next week when there will be a couple days before opening day. And and, and we're going to be even that much more excited for what's going to be a fun season, no matter what. That's that is the goal that we we, that there there it is. There's the pathway. I will Venmo. Either of you five dollars right now? If you could tell me who the Pirates' opening day starter is, I have no. T- I, it's an it's a it's a question I don't know the answer to either. Oh, so I'm not I, trying to stump anyone. I have literally no idea. Can you name one starter on the Pittsburgh Pirates? I mean, the Pirates legitimately might like be the O four or O three Tigers, whatever team that won like ten games was. Jason Kendall. He was a catcher. <laughs> He's starting for them. Yeah, <laughs> Barry Bonds, Rob McCoviak, uh, Matt Morris. Oh my After God! After his trade from the Cardinals, remember when Rob? Rob McCow- did you just go Rob McCoviak? Yes. Remember when he homered in both ends yes. of a doubleheader and the Cubs lost both games in 04? I think it was 04. 04. Yeah. He hit, didn't he hit that one that was like you know that crazy like curve that they have in left field when yes. the porch is like 220 feet away? I mean, it's not 220. But yes. I'm exaggerating. I, I remember that, that dropped that, right there. That day took two days off of Jeff Burnfield's life. There is no question that, that my father, if you honestly, he's got like, if you reference Mob, Rob McCoviak, his <laughs> mood will change. I'm not even kidding to this day. Who, who's the guy in the Mets that, or Diaz? Who's the guy in the Mets that hit the bomb off Latroy? That Victor same Diaz year? and Craig Brazell, right? I, I'm going to tor- I'm going to torch us on our own podcast right now with our baseball knowledge. Uh, the third baseman for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Kay Hayes. Any idea what Kay oh, Hayes is? Brian Hayes, like yeah. a top prospect. Yeah. So yeah. you're going to just torch yourself with that. Yes. Jordan and I have that one covered. Who, who plays left field? <laughs> For the Pirates? Yes. Who's playing left field? B. Reynolds. I Brian, Brian Reynolds. Second base. Tim Reynolds. Stoppert. E. Gonzalez. Who? Second base. E, well, they've got two Eric guys. Eric Gonzalez. Eric Gonzalez. Who, when there's an A. Frazier, who both gotten uh, Adam, Adam Frazier significant yeah. playing yeah. time. Uh, w. Defoe at short. Wilmer Defoe, former Wilmer. National, right? National, yeah. yeah. Uh, another guy getting at bats at third base is C. Moran. Colin Moran, Colin who Moran. looks like Sasquatch. Another former guy. first round pick. Yes. And the uh, Astros. This is why he was in the uh, Garrett Cole trade. Uh, another left fielder, T. Stokes Jr. Sounds incredible. Anybody? I don't know this guy. I, I J.J. Stokes. T. Stokes Jr. He's had 27 at bats this spring and left. No idea. Troy Stokes no. Jr. Born February the second, 1996. He's 25 years old. Bats right, throws right. Is wearing number 69 at Pirate Spring Training. Never don't, a good sign. Don't, just, just know that you get <laughs> nice. Nope. How about a catcher? You got a catcher for me? Jay um, Stallings. Jacob Stallings. What did you say? Jacob Stallings. Jacob Stallings yeah. is correct, Jordan. Not Kevin Winfield. Stallings. How old is Jacob Stallings? How good are you? Can um, you get it within three years? 25. Jacob Stallings is 31. Not bad. I'm going to say 28. Uh, okay, let's keep going. It's not Pete Incavilia? <laughs> I, I can tell you, here's another third baseman who does ring a bell. Uh, T. Frazier. 
I suppose Todd Frazier is with the Pirates right now. It's got to be. Oh, he's on the Pirates. He's on the Pirates now. He's still in baseball. I'm assuming it's got to be. He's a better defense. He's a better overall player than Chris Bryant, according to Hawk Harrelson. (laughs) That's true. Somebody's got to go check on Todd Frazier. 35-year-old Todd (laughs) Frazier is on the Pirates. Oh, my God. And he 24 at-bats in spring training. Can I ask a legitimate question? Yeah. If you're Todd Frazier and you're 35 and you've made a lot of money playing baseball, why would you even want to waste your time? Because you don't want to live your you don't want to go on and do what what's he going to do? Go mow the lawn? Yeah. No. Yeah. Sit on no. his no, butt. I want to I want to make million, I want to make more million. Play guitar. There's a deadline to a contender. All I want to do is play baseball. What's going to happen? All, all I want to do is play in a rec league. I don't want to do this. I just I, I mean I do want to do this. I love you guys, but all, <laughs> all I really want to do is play tennis, play baseball, play basketball. I guess. Well, I don't. Why does why do people not get this? This is the only thing we should be doing in life is playing sports. This guy could play major league baseball. That's you play, true. You got to play. Yeah, but you're going to lose a lot of games. Who cares? You come to the park. You, yeah. You have a you have a meal. You, you, Beautiful you, park. You 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 walk into the batter's box. Somebody's throwing ninety five at you. You hit a bomb. <laughs> what could feel better? You come home. You get a little yeah. one two one two. You go back and do it again. It's the greatest life ever. Oh my god! That's Kids true. are in the stands no, watching. The, pirate, the pirates have the the Seinfeld infield, right? The Kramer and the Newman. No, oh, they do. I think so, right? Is Kramer and Newman. First names aren't they both Kevin? Kevin yeah. Kramer, Kevin Newman. I no, I think it's uh, Newman Pirates. I, I don't think they're both Kevin. Yeah, new. There's a Newman and a Kramer. I will say there, you got it. You got it. There is a there is a Newman. He's played in eight games this spring. Hello, Ke- Ke- Newman. Have Kevin Newman. Guess on the age of Newman. Anybody? Uh, like twenty six. Excellent guess. Not correct, but a good guess. He's his uh, OPS by the way is uh, five fifty six. Not good. Kevin Newman. <laughs> it was twenty seven and. Your other guy is Kramer. Ke- is Kramer Kevin Kramer? Cosmo Kramer. Also twenty seven. Both Kevin. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. Hitting one fifty two this spring. By Kevin the way, Kramer. you'll you'll both be uh, interested to know that during this last college basketball season, I called a Purdue game and Brandon Newman hit a three, and I said hello Newman on the air. That's amazing. Oh, I love that. And you Robbie know, Hummel immediately picked up that, that reference too. and loved it. That could be the greatest moment in your broadcasting it, career. It was pretty good. I, I had it, like, wound up. I was like, <laughs> come on, you got to shoot the three in my mind. It's like, you got to take this three. Did you give a little, was it a screaming hello, Newman? I, it was, or was, it, like it a, was like, Newman in the corner. Newman for three. Hello, Newman. That's so good. That's that so is, good. That's incredible. Yeah. I, I need all of that. I, I, I need to pull guy. that call for you. Why him? I built this field. You wouldn't be here right. if it weren't for me. Are you Moonlight Graham? No one's called me Moonlight Graham in 50 years. This program was recorded on tape for a live audience. Dad, you want to have a catch? Can I ask you something? Is this heaven? It's Iowa. People will come, Ray. <laughs> I'm gonna take the dare. I gotta ask you, Ron. When you go to bed at night with your lovely wife, do you wear your tooth? <laughs> I wear a hat, Harry. I take that off and I put a hat on.
well, let's see who's batting area. <laughs> Here's a fastball into a strike. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.